Surprise, motherfucker. We got new shows every Sunday. And the rambling what up everybody this is your boy b rob and i'm back with another edition of the random ramblings with rob podcast first and foremost i'd like to thank you the listener for coming back each and every week or how have you listened to podcasts and you listen to me rustle around in my pop tart baggie and if uh anybody recommended you to me i would like for you to go on ahead and lean over and give that person a crisp high five and while you do that i'm gonna bite this pop tart What's that ASMR? Whatever it is. You're off to a good start if somebody recommended you to me. You know, give them that high five. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that because of monkey pox and whatever have you, go ahead and take out your cell phone or whatever it is that you use your apps on and send that person a DM using your favorite social media app of choice and tell them thank you for recommending you to me. And if you're on your social media device, you can find the random ramblings with Rob on various areas within the social media network to include Twitter. Man, this pop tart is delicious at three R show Instagram at the three R show and uh, YouTube. You can see some actual interviews from the show and um, TikTok at three R show. And for whatever I've forgotten to mention, you can go to randomrob.com randomrob.com where you can also find many different ways to help support the show and our illustrious sponsor hooks rubs and spices go to hooksrub.com and you can get 15 percent off your order by using promo code random i wonder if i could put some hooks rubs on this motherfucking pop tart it's a s'mores pop tart if you were wondering what flavor it was um i don't know maybe some mad cow might go good on this but anyway Go to hooksrub.com and get that 15% off using promo code random. Here we are, Monday night. Uh, We are, what, one hour and some change into the three-hour extravaganza known as Monday Night Raw. Is under new rule of a creative. Mr. Paul Liverquist, Liversplash, whatever the fuck his name is, Triple H. He's running the show now. And uh, there's been some changes. There's been, like, continuity throughout shows things that you uh notice in the background that's happening just all kinds of creative shenanigans is going on there's still a little bit of a wash and rinse and repeat but they are making some headways and some strides and whatnot i am seeing the difference and i can see the difference because i'm actually kind of watching it (laughs) you know seeing what's happening and whatnot but yeah, that's all it is. Coming to you late on a Monday evening because I was out of town. I went to my hometown of Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is slowly decaying into nothing, ravaged by all kinds of tropical storms and tornadoes, hurricanes, whatever have you during the hurricane season, which is not over yet. Uh, we ain't safe until after November and whatnot. That would be a great Christmas gift or Thanksgiving uh, uh, treat to not have uh, Louisiana and all those southern uh, Gulf states get fucked up by tropical storms and hurricanes and all kinds of shit. So, yeah, my, my, my town is in a decline. Houses ravaged, businesses destroyed, vacating from the city and whatnot. The only thing that's thriving is the goddamn chemical plant in Westlake and sulfur and all that and motherfucking casinos because everybody is gambling because they're depressed or <laughs> they're working there because you know shit this 
really the big money paying joints in town or whatnot. Unless you're in the medical field, then that's uh, something. Or you can go work at Walmart. There's literally three of them, all three points of Lake Charles on the north side, the south side, and over there in the um, in the back corner by the casinos and all that. So you are triangulated by all the Walmarts and everything, which I did visit uh, this weekend. And there were some choices that weren't made over there on the one on highway 14 because they police they shit. They have no shenanigans and the alcohol aisle and whatnot. Um, I came back home had some parts. I customized me a, another original Game Boy DMG. Got the clear case with red buttons and the red screen. And it's uh, functioning and it's thriving and whatnot. So I put this thing together. You know, I salvaged it. They said it was broken. I, I fixed it. You know, rebuilt it, rehabbed it, made it like, the, you know, stronger, faster and all these other things. So now I done completely put this thing together and it's looking pristine and working like a charm. I, I don't know if I want to get rid of it because, I mean, the the goal was to get a couple of these units real cheap, rehab them, clean them up, fix them and put them back on the market for somebody else to have and love and to cherish and, you know, relive their childhood just as I did, you know, refurbishing these freaking, you know, handheld consoles and shit. And now I done did it and I'm, I'm having a hard time letting this motherfucker go. <laughs> you know, so uh, I don't know. It remains to be seen. Um, I bought one initially, uh, rehabbed it, got it to work, uh, recased it and gave that to the young child because she is in the phase of collecting uh, retro handheld consoles. She just this weekend acquired a Game Boy Advance. And everything. So now she has an original Game Boy DMG, a Game Boy Pocket, a Game Boy Color, a Game Boy Advance, and a Game Boy SP, a Game Boy, well, Nintendo DS Lite, uh, and uh, I think a Nintendo DS2XL. I'm not sure on a nomenclature on that one but she has those to include a 2000 series PSP and a Game Gear so the PSP and the Game Gear uh, I had to rehab those things and get those working the Game Boy DMG I rehabbed that and got those working and um, the Game Boy Pocket I rehabbed that one got that working and uh, yeah she bought the rest of them so I rehabbed all these things for relatively cheap, you know, compared to, a, uh, you know, going to one of these third party stores or, you know, somewhere getting a working one and whatnot. And it didn't really cost me anything to repair them other than upgrades that I wanted to do to them. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun process and everything. And um, RBR is thriving <laughs> uh yeah having fun doing the patreon shows and whatnot um having fun engaging with the guys and gals over in the discord chat which uh is a perk for being a patreon to the show um they recommended some music to me this weekend um or a conversation was had and it was talked about um certain artists uh 
One being, uh, I don't, come on, I don't even know the dude name. Triple X Tastation, Taste Sensation, whatever the fuck his name was. Um, I did not hear about that man until his untimely death. Also heard he was a piece of shit in life anyway. I kind of say it's karma that got him and why he wound up in the situation that he was in. But still, nonetheless, that's somebody child and everything. So, I mean can't speak ill of the dead but if they're a piece of shit they're a piece of shit no matter the consequences (laughs) um but i never heard his music outside of little wayne's uh carter five he had there was um some audio sampled to make one of wayne's songs on there and i believe they released um i guess what would be his last album and you know got some stuff on there never listened to that but um through the Discord, through our lovely patrons for RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk. Um, they gave me a recommendation, Cody, our co-host, and um, Noah. They recommended the Question Mark album, which I believe came out in 2018. Don't, don't get me lying about these dates. Um, let me, let me, I don't want to be lying to you. I want to see what the date is. Okay, it was released in um, 2018 from what I could see at first glance on the intranets. And that was the one they recommended. And then um, you could tell with some of his earlier work. I believe he may have had two albums prior to that or mixtapes or whatever the case may be. And um, I listened to it. And to me, it sounded highly experimental, you know, and I believe he even said that so much so in um, the intro for the album. What not, you know? So he said he was just trying things and been trying to be creative and something along those lines. And this album truly showed the essence of that trying something new and different or whatever, or just kind of, you know, put out there what comes to your soul. Um, majority of the album I did not so much like it because it to me it suffered from what a lot of the um, artists of the generation uh, suffer from Um, and what Sir John Lee and I'm saying, I mean, I'm not saying he coined this phrase, but whenever I think of this, I think of him and him saying the words on this podcast, Sir John Lee, he said, there's a thing called uh, audible clarity, you know, that should be able to understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. So a lot of this stuff on here is all this, you know, highly edited and auto-tuned shit so it's a lot of <laughs> garbled mush mouth ass shit and um that's kind of what the music is now but I did find some things I like it was a I think an 18 track album I was going to listen to the deluxe album but it was well that shit was too long <laughs> it looked like it was four albums in one so uh i, I went to the uh, i guess what would be the original cut and um he does a lot of harmonizing or singing i'm doing air quotes because you know <laughs> you, you understand when you hear all these th- these newer guys and how they make all this goddamn noise and all this other bullshit but he could he can rap, could rap or whatnot, but it was only on songs that were featured by someone else. And I kind of it almost makes you feel like 
the person that was featured on the song made him rap. You know, he's like, I don't normally do this, but since you're on here rapping, I guess I got to rap too. You know, that's kind of what it felt like. And um, I think out of the whole 18 track project, I think I might have found three songs that I kind of liked. But then it wasn't like his normal moody, you know, sad boy freaking rap garble mess. It was like him actually kind of putting some lyrics to beats and whatnot. And I can I think I enjoyed the the features <laughs> more than his shit, you know. So, yeah, because I got a song on there with Joey Badass and stuff and some other people that I'd never really heard of, but I like their shit more than his. <laughs> Also, a recommendation was another man that died uh, way too young, uh, Little Peep. Never heard a peep out of Little Peep, and I took a chance on uh, the Hellboy album that came out that Noah recommended to me and some of the other guys in the chat, and I did not like it. Some of the what I would give to these guys, whoever's doing the production, whether it be them or whoever you know did it for them, they they. The production is pretty good. The, the people, the artists, not so much. Um, in the case of Little Peep and this Hellboy album, it I don't know what the process they call is. I know what an ad lib is. You know, you record the track, you know, you do your initial rap, then you go back over and, you, you know, like Lil Jeezy. Uh, Young Jeezy was uh, famously notorious for, yeah, that's right, Lil John. You know, they, that's an ad lib. But I don't know what the process or the the method is to where like um, I know singers do it a lot to where like they'll sing a track, they'll sing their song in a key and they'll sing the same verse in a different key or a different manner and whatnot. And they'll marry those things together and harmonize and all kinds of stuff. But whatever the case may be, a little peep shit sound like that with reverb and the slightest bit of auto tune. So it sounds like him doing his rap verses or whatever the fuck you want to call that in three different keys with reverb and all kinds of stuff. And I was just like, I, I'm not feeling this shit, you know? And last on the recommendation list was uh, the Suicide Boys, which is a New Orleans-based group from my home state of Louisiana. And just right off the rip, right off the intro, um heavily reminded me of old school 3-6 Mafia and goddamn um, Bone Thugs and Harmony you know way back when I think early East 1999 and before that and shit you know that's what it harkened me back to Little White popped into my head a little bit of Fat Pat popped into my head I mean their cadence their style wasn't exactly like that but with the beat making and um, how they you know, framed a lot of their music heavily uh, reminded me about Three Six Mafia and whatnot. So I actually enjoyed that project. I I, uh, I forget what the name of oh I want to die in New Orleans. That was the name of the album. Um, I downloaded it. Out of the three, I recommend them. I haven't listened to any of their other catalog other than this one, but I did rather enjoy. And um, this is your boy B Rob with the music corner this week. <laughs> but that's all I really got. I'm going to want to finish this Pop-Tart because I've been holding it in my hand talking about this music like it's a fucking cigar and shit. You know, you got to take a drag off this motherfucker real quick. Yum. 
but that's about it, you know. When I'm solo dolo, I do a little bit of about less than 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, you know. Get get all my, 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 my weekly venom and everything off of me and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. So I appreciate you for listening, especially listening to me chew on this Pop-Tart. And uh, I'll see you next time.